Dark, rainy night in December, the grace of God appears. You are gathered together with your family, with your friends, to hear the story of the birth of Jesus Christ, a story which happened long ago. But now, in the midst of your gathering, in the midst of your singing, your candle holding, your hearing, the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to you. For while we may gather under all sorts of motivations, perhaps for some, nostalgia, perhaps for some, guilt or pressure from family to come, perhaps for some, desire to get all the Christmas Eve feels with the candles and beautiful hymns. Well, whatever it is that brought you here, now God uses it for his glory in order that you may hear that not only is Jesus Christ born, and he is, but that he is born for your sake. For in him alone you are redeemed all from all of your sins, and you are made pure in his forgiveness. And doesn't that make all the difference? Merry Christmas to you this night. Indeed, the angels preached this message to the shepherds in the field they said, to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. Now certainly those shepherds had other things on their minds, things other than traveling into Bethlehem to find a newborn baby. They were, uh, well, probably watching their phones, figuring out what was going on in the world, wondering what was for dinner at midnight that night. All of the things that you're thinking about, I suppose, tonight as well. We all have things going on, and the world doesn't stop. Yet God broke in to them, interrupting all that was going on in their lives for one singular important piece of news, that Christ was born for them. And now tonight, he does the same for you. He is born to you. He is born for you. This little one now, is yours. You didn't expect that you'd come here without a baby, though some of you have one, and leave with another one. But here Christ now is yours, and even better, you are his by the power of the Holy Spirit in faith. Martin Luther wrote, Of what benefit would it be to me if Christ had been born a thousand times, and it would daily be sung into my ears in a most lovely manner, if I were never to hear that he was born for me and was to be my very own. If the voice gives forth this pleasant sound, even if it be in homely phrase, my heart listens with joy, for it is a lovely sound which penetrates the soul. And now tonight, may this lovely sound, even if it be in homely phrase, penetrate your soul. Your sins are forgiven. For that is why God brought you here tonight. And what a perfect gift God has for you. Now I know that many of you younger ones and maybe a few older ones as well can't wait for tonight or tomorrow morning, depending on your tradition, to see what's in all of those boxes sitting under the tree. Some of you have already opened some of these gifts. I heard about it up here. Some very exciting things going on. Uh, 
or maybe things sticking out of your Christmas stocking, if you have Christmas stockings. You're wondering, what are they? I can't wait to see. I can remember my childhood Christmas Eves going to my grandparents' house, and if we were going to my mom's side, we would go up to Botno, North Dakota, and on Christmas Eve, we would go to church at Turtle Mountain Lutheran Church, which is a, was an old country church. And after church, we would come home and have dinner, mashed potatoes and Swedish meatballs, lutefisk and lefse, ya, ya, ya. And it was very good. And then after that, and only after all of the dishes were washed at an excruciatingly slow pace, in my recollection, then it was time to open presents. And what a thrill it was for us children, for the light to get on those presents, for the darkness under the paper to be disappeared, and for us to see what was waiting for us. We heard from Isaiah the prophecy that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and that God in the coming reign of the king has increased the joy of the people so that it would be like joy at the harvest, Isaiah says, or even better, as people exalting when dividing plunder. And I have to say, when I hear that, I wonder, was I, what was Isaiah thinking when he used this metaphor of dividing plunder? Is this the joy of the king's reign coming, of Christ coming into the world? It seems a little off. But then I remember what it was like as a child opening those presents, and that is exactly the spirit of it, dividing plunder, opening the gifts, seeing what was there for me. Of course, it is fun to see what is there for others as well, but I think Isaiah hit it right on the head. For it is a great joy to receive something new, especially for a child. Well, even more now has harvest come for you even more has plunder come your way as Christ is born to take away your sins. As Isaiah continues to preach, for a child has been born for us, a son given to us, and authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Here now in this word is your harvest, here is your plunder. Jesus has arrived to give you resurrection from the dead of all things. And this is a great Christmas gift. Of course, I sometimes those days received clothes for Christmas, maybe a new sweater or a shirt. And as a small boy, this was not my favorite thing because you couldn't play with clothes. They just stayed in the box off to the side. They didn't make sounds, they didn't go fast, they didn't fly in the air. Yet clothing, too, has its place. And as I've grown, I've come to appreciate the gift of clothing as well. And doesn't clothing also play a part in the Christmas story, too? Throughout the season of Advent, our midweek worship services here at First Lutheran have been guided by the theme, The Clothing of the King. We first heard how after falling upward into sin, Adam and Eve looked at themselves and were ashamed of their nakedness, even though God had created them perfectly. This was their sin, and we can see how sin turns gifts into shame. Yet God, in his mercy, 
clothed the first man and woman in the skins of animals. The next week we heard about Joseph and his beautiful coat of many colors. Here was a Christmas sweater that apparently was really, really nice because even his brothers were jealous. I can't recall ever being jealous of my brother for a, a sweater that he got or the other way around. But they were so jealous they sold Joseph into slavery. Sin was still lurking. And Joseph paid the price. But God would use this disaster for the good of that family. And not only that, for the good of all Israel. And not only that, for the good of all of you here, culminating in the person of Christ. This last Wednesday, we heard how Jonah reluctantly preached a clinker of a sermon to the Ninevites. But the king of Nineveh was so moved by the Holy Spirit in this word that he changed his clothes, covering himself in sackcloth and ashes as a form of his repentance. Now, whether my younger self liked it or not, clothing is an important gift from God, and it reflects and affects how we interact with each other. Now, many of you have chosen your clothing this day carefully, as have I. You've probably chosen your children's clothing carefully, too, for such an important night as this. And perhaps you have some new threads waiting for you under the tree at home. But the best clothing for you is what Jesus brings. First, let us witness what he wore on the night of his birth. You recall that after a long journey in Mary's womb from Nazareth to Bethlehem, after passing many nice homes, Jesus is born in the manger. And his first clothes, the clothes which the angels told the shepherds they would find this child wrapped in were bands of cloth, or we call them swaddling clothes. So you might think that these clothes were the first clothing of the king. But before Jesus could even wear swaddling clothes, he had to put on humanity. And that is the amazing part of this story. Not just that a baby is born, though that is miraculous enough, but that God was born into humanity. God's Son put on human flesh and blood, and not just to try it on for size to see how it felt, but in order that sin would become his through his death and resurrection. Luther, in writing his Christmas hymn, From Heaven Above to Earth I Come, writes in the ninth verse, so you'd have to sing a little while to get there. He says, O Lord, you have created all, but how did you come to be so small to sweetly sleep in manger bed where lowing cattle lately fed? The mystery is not just that Christ was born in such a humble place, but that God's own Son was born into humanity at all. What a mystery this is. Yet all of this was done so that you may receive the best Christmas sweater of all time. That is the perfection and purity of Christ himself. And he brings it to you now as you hear this word and receive his sacrament. This Christmas Eve, Jesus does not just come, but he comes for you. And he comes clothed in humanity, in your sin, so that you may be clothed in his righteousness, which is divine. And you are. And this 
is something to sing about. Merry Christmas.